0: It's not just going to poof, appear. It's something that you have to be intentional about. It's something you have to prioritize. It's something you have to invest in. And yes, that means pay for. Are you a coach, consultant, author, speaker, or a service-based entrepreneur of any kind? Are you tired of just talking about launching the thing or serving the people and ready to finally pivot and do the thing that you were uniquely called to do. If you're sick and tired of just being interested and truly ready to commit in order to get the answers you need to live the more you've been logging for, then join me for my free five-day challenge, Committed to the Call. You can find out more at patricewashington.com forward slash challenge. If you know anything about my story, then you know I lost everything during the recession in 2008. It took me years to fumble my way through this online game so you don't have to. I'll show you how to stop fighting for a seat at the table and teach you the mindset and tools you need to build your own table and a matching set of chairs so you can help serve others. Head to patricewashington.com forward slash challenge because I believe you were created for purpose with purpose on purpose. And now it's time to stop running and answer the call on your life. We start August 9th and you need to be there. PatriceWashington.com forward slash challenge. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about paying for peace. And I know that might sound weird or a little strange the way it's worded, but I was recently on an interview that really got me thinking. So the interviewer asked me, about the episode that I did on wanting to leave all these things in my 30s. And then he goes, well, what do you want for your 40s? And I'm not committed to any specific results in my 40s, except for I want to experience more peace and more joy than I have in my entire life. That is a part of what I really, really want. And one of the things that I'm very clear on is that I'm willing to pay for my peace, That's how much I value peace. I value joy and I value freedom. And the more I thought about it, I start to get just little downloads because it dawned on me that perhaps many of you had never even considered this idea of paying for peace. It sounds a little weird, right? (laughs) You might be thinking, pay for peace. What does that, what does that really mean? Um, Well, first of all, I have to say I place a high value on stillness. You may have heard me talk about that on the podcast. I place a high value on calmness and silence and all things that just have to be have to do with just like being even keel. I am not really a person that gets overly excited. Now, don't get it twisted. I have personality, okay? So sometimes you guys meet me and can't believe that I'm actually humorous. I've been told corny, but that's neither here nor there, but that I actually have some personality. So it's not that. For people who are really good friends with me, they know one thing I always say is I mind my business. I mind my business. I don't like drama. I don't like chaos. I don't like a whole bunch of extra I do what I feel like I'm called to do in the world. I take care of my family and I mind my business. And I value peace. I value rest. I value anything that comes with a chill life. (laughs) And so I have realized over the years, though, that that doesn't just happen. It's not just going to poof, appear. It's something that you have to be intentional about. It's something you have to prioritize. It's something you have to invest in. And yes, that means pay for. That means you're going to have to pay for it. And so I really feel like what's the purpose of making more if all you're going to do is create more struggle and stress and strife in your life? If all we're going to do is add more house to clean and more things to worry about and more team members to mismanage, what's the point? What is the point? I am not trying to grow any of the things that I have or the things that I'm working on just to create chaos and struggle in my life. No, I want to grow this business and I want to pursue the creation of a lasting legacy, but I want to do it with ease and grace and peace and flow. And so I'm willing to invest in that every step of the way. Now, I already know because I can hear you. I'm in my podcast booth by myself, but I can already hear you thinking, it's easy for you to talk about investing in peace or paying for peace because you have money. Is that what you were thinking? See, I already knew. You may be saying, well, Patrice, it's easy for you because you have money, but what if I can't afford to pay for peace? And I would say back to you, you actually can't afford not to pay for peace. There's going to be a cost. There's going to be a price, either way it goes. Either you are intentional about prioritizing peace up front and investing in your peace in different areas of your life early, or you will allow yourself to be run into the ground in some form or fashion, and you're going to pay a high cost later, whether that be burnout. Or, you know, just being mentally, physically fatigued or a relationship that suffers or a professional commitment that you miss for some reason or that you don't quite hit the mark and you lose the contract. It is going to come in some form or fashion. And what I've learned is just invest early. Invest early I want my peace to compound. I want my life to get easier and easier as I move throughout my life. I don't want to see getting older as being hard and and making things more difficult. I actually want to make my life even easier to live because I'm already setting myself up to experience peace at all costs. And that didn't start when... I became who you all know today. I have been paying for peace for many, many years in different ways. I've just learned that it's time to scale. It's time to scale and go all in on that thing in my 40s. But I have been doing this in different ways throughout my life. And so we're going to talk about some examples. But a big thing that I want you to know um, before I even get into the examples is that one of the reasons that I've been really big on paying for peace is because I realized when I wasn't what a distraction to purpose it was. I'm gonna let that sink in. When I don't pay for peace, it becomes such a distraction to purpose. When I was wasting my time personally trying to keep a clean house, keep my daughter clean, and like go to work full time and I was doing all these things, I knew that I had a book in me. Didn't know it would eventually be five books, but I knew I had a book in me that I really wanted to get out. If all of my free time went towards cleaning the house because I equated that with being a better mother somehow or a better wife somehow, instead of investing and in getting some help with that, would the first book have been written? Probably not. Definitely not within the time frame that I had set, No. If I didn't keep up the practice of paying for peace by always getting household support, would I be five books in? Would I have had the career that I've had at this point? Probably not. And I think when it's all said and done, what I'll be remembered for is the way I've helped people, the way I've impacted lives, the way my words on the pages of those books have transformed families. I'm not going to be remembered by how clean my baseboards were. And when I really started to get clarity around that, it helped me prioritize scraping together the money at the time to invest in using an app that would have someone come out and clean your house for like four hours. And what they did in four hours, it would take me nine hours to do by myself. And it wasn't an every week thing. It wasn't an everyday thing, but every couple of weeks getting support in that way Every, every week, you know, depending on fluff and fold services. And I remember there would be people who say, that's expensive. All depends on how you look at it. It's all relative. It's all perspective. What would have been expensive was me not pursuing what I was called to do because my family at this point would have missed out on millions of dollars because I thought $42 for fluff and fold was too much. So I was willing to pay for peace in that season, but a big part of that peace was to give me the space to pursue what I knew God was calling me to pursue. And so if your perspective has been, oh, $8 for Instacart, that's too much. I could just go. I really want to invite you to think about what you're being called to work on. And it may not be to work on anything because you know how I feel about the fit pillar, It may not be to work on anything. Sometimes I use Instacart because I'm going to the gym and groceries need to be bought. But who said I need to walk around the store and pick them? So I use a grocery shopping app. If you've ever used Instacart, when your shoppers start shopping, they will you know, send you messages with replacements and all that, I will just happily be on the treadmill and they are sending me replacements. And do you want this versus that? And I'm like, yes or no, or never mind Or can you add this? And I remember one time a young lady, you know, she was like, I'm so sorry. I feel like I keep bothering you because everything is out. And I'm like, girl, you are fine. I'm working out. That's what I wanted to do. And (laughs) you're there. If I was there, they wouldn't have had the stuff either. So it's not like it would have made a difference if I was there. But if I say that I prioritize my fit pillar, how could I make an excuse about not being able to go to the gym because I had to go to the grocery store when there's tons of substitutes now? Like you don't have to physically be at the grocery store. Someone else could be there in your place. and You can safely have your groceries delivered, right? So. I just decided that I was no longer going to allow tasks that did not necessarily have to have my name on them to be a distraction to purpose. I was going to find ways to pay for my peace so that I could pursue and prioritize the things in life that matter most to me. So I wanna say this too, before I jump into examples. Stop judging people that prioritize and pay for their peace. Let's just get that out the way. There is so much judgment. And I don't know if men experience this at the same rate, but I know as a woman, oh my gosh, the judgment about you don't make your children breakfast or you don't do your own laundry or you let somebody clean your house. Listen to what you are saying. What about doing laundry or cleaning the house or any of these things would make someone a better mother or a better wife? Like what? Especially if they just don't enjoy it. Now, if you enjoy it, if doing laundry is therapeutic for you, go off, sis, do your thing, right? If you love scrubbing floors and doing all the things and it just brings you such peace and all that, well, that's your peace, honey. You can have that. For those of us, who are on the other side of the spectrum. And we're like, no, (laughs) I don't enjoy it. It's a task. I'm frustrated going in. I'm irritated doing it. I'm annoyed. I can think of 57 other things that would be a better use of my time than pay for peace. But for those of you who don't see these things as annoying, don't judge us, my people, my crew, (laughs) because we may see it as annoying. It's not fair. It's not fair to judge other people's purchases by your paycheck either. Let's get into that. Because sometimes we'll look at celebrities or athletes or influencers and they'll share certain parts of their lives and then folks say, oh, I would never if I had that kind of money, I would never. Well, you clearly don't because if you did, you might find that it was worth it to pay for your piece in that particular area. So we ought not judge. We ought not judge. We ought not judge other people's purchases based on our pocketbook balance. Your bank balance has no business having an attitude, right, with someone else's decisions or purchases because it ain't the same. So whereas you may think that For us, our housekeeper comes Monday, Wednesday, Saturday, that that's excessive or it's only myself, Gerald and Reagan, and we don't need all that. And to be honest, my house is really always clean, but I do enjoy it always being clean and I don't want anything to get out of place and I don't want to pick up dry cleaning and I don't want to do laundry. And there's a list of things I'm not interested in because that's time that could be better spent recording this podcast episode. (laughs) It's time that could be better spent creating content of some kind, working with my clients, spending time with my family. And that's what I choose. And I take delight in knowing that when I pay for my piece, I'm also keeping other people employed and they have an opportunity to provide for themselves and their families. So... Don't be judging, okay? Don't judge. All right, so here's some things that I want you to think about. These are questions that I would really love for you to consider if you also are in a season of your life where you wanna prioritize more peace and you know that you're doing the most, you're doing too much and it's unnecessary and you're ready to shift your mindset and look for ways and opportunities to scale your joy, right, by paying for peace. So the first question I want you to consider Where in my personal life am I not at peace? Ooh, where in my personal life am I not at peace? So that would mean taking an inventory of your personal life. Yes, that means you may have to walk around your house. You may have to identify the drains. What are the things that are annoying you? Is it the laundry piled up? Is it that every time you turn around, there's more and more dishes? Where are they coming from, right? Is it having to go to the grocery store? Is it having to pick up dry cleaning? Is it any number of things? Like, what's that thing for you? And I just want to be clear again, I didn't just start doing this when I start making more money. Even back in the day, I was finding ways to pay for peace, even if it was just using an app and hiring someone to come every two weeks, every three weeks, to just do like the deeper cleaning around the house so I could just tidy up. Like, whatever that looks like for you, but I do believe and living in your aspirational reality. And if at some point you want to have someone every day, at one point I had a housekeeper that worked for us full-time every day, six days a week, five and a half days a week, but she liked to come on Saturdays. That's a long story. I had that and then decided I didn't really need that. So we do, now that my daughter's older, just the three days a week. But starting off with that person from the app that was coming every three weeks, it was about teaching myself that I was worth it. It was about teaching myself to see the value in such services and really being able to see how I felt, knowing that I saved that time and that $85 was well worth it. Instead of being in a place where I'm constantly with my fist closed saying, What I can't afford, what I can't afford, well, I can just do it, I can just do it. Everything that is permissible is not beneficial. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. Yes, I can clean my home well. I grew up with a Belizean granny that made me get on my knees and scrub floors and baseboards and do all the things. I know what to do, but is that the best and highest use of my time? Does it bring me joy? Does it make me happy? And is my peace elevated once I'm done with this task? Once this is completed, do I feel more at rest, more peaceful, more calm? Or am I more agitated than anything, right? So around my house, it's the housekeeper three days a week. We absolutely love her and appreciate her. If she's not available, it's Fluff and Fold services. So when she's vacationed and had to go uh, home out of the country and stuff, hey, Fluff and Fold still exists. Apps that allow people to come in and help you out still exist. And we've utilized those. I've talked about Instacart. Um, I get groceries delivered once or twice a week and I don't feel bad about it and will continue to do it. I don't like the grocery store. Instacart was the best thing ever created, one of. I use apps like Handy or TaskRabbit whenever we have just things that need to be moved around or pictures that need to be hung. I'm not gonna stress my husband out because hanging pictures for me while he would definitely do it if I asked, it's not the highest and best use of his time his brain is so much better served on what he does because one, he enjoys doing what he does and he makes really good money doing it versus trading what he would be doing to help hang something. And then I'm going to be mad because it's not quite leveled and all the things. So a part of our piece as a couple is I invest in folks who can hang things properly so that we don't have to get in an argument because... He's not doing what I asked him to do, right? Those are just a couple of the ways. I mean, over the years, it's been, you know, always having someone that could help with Reagan. You may have read this in Redefine Wealth for Yourself. There's one point where we bartered with someone who lived in our home for a time and a part of their daily task were to drop Reagan off and pick her up. It was such a big help. And it gave me the opportunity to spend the time I would have, spent waiting in carpool to work on my book or to to do different things that have ultimately led me to who I am today and where I am today. And so all of those things were an investment in our personal life. I mean, a gardener, could my husband get a lawnmower and butcher our grass the way many of our neighbors butcher their grass? I'm just going to keep it real. Yes, he could. Yes, we had a lawnmower um, a couple houses ago, but it wasn't the best use of his time. And instead we decided to pay for peace. Instead, we decided to pay for peace. So again, the first question is for you to just go around your home life, your personal life and say, where am I not at peace? Another area for me has always been therapy. Great friends in my life, good relationship with many people in my family and that's all awesome, but they don't always have the capacity to support me, right? And and so instead of trying to talk to my brother about my sister or talk to my sister about my dad or talk to my dad about my mom, like let's keep the peace in the family and go to a neutral third party whose only objective is to see me navigate disagreements or frustrations with more peace and give me the real tools to help me make that happen, right? Like that is an investment in peace. Having the support to move through difficult times in my personal life, yes. Investing in therapy is paying for peace. That's how I see it. Okay, the next question, where in my professional life am I not at peace? Where in my professional life am I not at peace? Child. Ooh. Many places. <laughs> Over, you know, the course of building my business and this is one of the things that I come back to all the time. So, I always write in my journal what's important now at least once a quarter. What's important now, but a part of that list is also about identifying any drains, anything that's draining my energy in my business. How Do I plug that hole? And a lot of times it's going to be paying for peace. So some examples for me over the years have been hiring an assistant. I know when a lot of people are getting started, it does feel like, oh my gosh, I have to wear all the hats. I totally know that. But I do think that we take way too long to invest in help and we don't realize how that prolongs our suffering because we're thinking, oh, I got to keep all the money, right? Like, oh, I got to keep all the money and I don't have the money to hire help. But the truth is, you're not going to grow your business until you get the help and support that you need. Because remember, for whatever reason you started your business, once you become a business owner, an entrepreneur, an empire builder, there are so many other things that are necessary to keep your business afloat that don't have anything to do with your original intention for starting that business. Right? You're like, "I just wanted to speak. What is all this? What are the ads? What is like what is the bookkeeping? What are all these things?" And the sooner that you start taking some of those hats off, the sooner you will experience more peace but also become more profitable. And so we often think like, well, I can't hire someone until I get much further along. But the truth is, it's going to take you longer to get there if you don't hire someone. So, professionally speaking, who do you need to hire in your business? And then not just who do you need to hire under you, but who are the people that you need on your financial team or on your legal team? Let me tell you, legal team, not up for debate. I believe so much in having an attorney on speed dial at this point because people will try you, honey. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm in an MBA program and we were doing a case study on Walmart. And Sam Walton, the founder of Walmart was saying, you know, people love you when you're essentially the small guy, but once you become the big guy, it's like you have a target. Now you're the big bad guy people that folks want to have a problem with. And I never thought that would be my experience. But these last couple of years, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have experienced some doozies. And the thing that's allowed me to keep my peace is that I didn't have to figure out who was on my team once I was in the middle of the storm. You know what I'm saying? Like I already knew who to go to and where to go. And there's a great episode we always reference here called Greatness Requires You to Expect Resistance. And in it, I talk about having a process for how you move through resistance. And at this stage in my journey, how I move through resistance as it comes to the legal space is I just forward everything to my attorney. So sometimes people send things or they're they're really being nasty or rude and There's a story in particular I'm going to share with you guys in a few weeks because it was meant to harm me, but it was actually a blessing. And I think you'll get some great lessons out of it. But the person in particular wanted to get a whole bunch of response out of me. But because I have a retainer with an attorney, honey, I have already paid for peace. So there's no need for me to have a back and forth with people. I'm going to forward any of your correspondence to my attorneys and let them do what they do. Shout out to the collective. <laughs> like, I'm going to let them do what they do. That investment in my piece. Who talk about sleeping at night like a baby. I'm not up worried about what I should do or trying to Google things or trying to find answers. My attorneys are going to figure it out. That's what I pay for. So in my professional space, like, having support on my team, but also legal support, financial, like your financial team. I tell you, it really doesn't matter how awesome you are with money. There are so many different pieces that go into truly building your portfolio and ultimately your legacy. And My husband and I had a business manager for many years that covered, like he did a lot of things and it was so helpful because we could just discuss our goals with him and our financial planner and they would like vet the other people to bring onto the team to help us meet our goals. Because at the end of the day, I am doing what I'm supposed to do, which is You know, empowering people, creating this content, doing the podcast, speaking on stages, writing books, coaching people, you know, doing media, filming projects. I'm doing all those things. I don't also want to manage every piece of our financial life. I want support. I want a team. And when we moved from California back to Georgia, we actually were in this season where we're like, well, we could do it. Like, we know what to do, baby. I have never been on so many calls and had so many conversations that frustrated the life out of me. At the end of the day, I was like, yeah, we need to hire so-and-so back because I got to pay for my peace. I am really gifted at doing what I do in the marketplace. And he's gifted at managing what I do in the marketplace. And I need to let him manage that instead of thinking I can do what I do and do what he did for me. Not so. Not and have peace. Now, I could try to force something, but I wouldn't have peace. And ultimately, if peace is what I'm prioritizing, then that's the only thing that matters, right? So first question, where's my personal life? Where in my personal life, excuse me, am I not at peace? Second question, where in my professional life am I not at peace? And then the third question, what am I willing to sacrifice to buy my peace back, what am I willing to sacrifice to buy my piece back? There is so much time and money wasted. And I'm talking to you. I'm talking to the people who say, well, I can't afford to do a, an assistant. I can't afford to do Instacart. I can't afford. But how much money and time are you wasting doing a bunch of things that are not contributing To your peace. They don't add to the bottom line at all, but somehow you find a way to afford that foolishness. You have to be willing to ask yourself what can be sacrificed so that I can buy my peace back? For me, downsizing to a smaller home was such a big part of buying my peace back. It is so much more peaceful to have a smaller home that doesn't require. All of, first of all, moving from California to Georgia was a blessing. (laughs) I got like, you know, similar house, similar quality for a fifth of the price. I was willing to move across country to buy my piece back and reinvest the savings into what actually matters. Experiences, college savings, making sure my mom is good, all those things, those things mattered more to me, right? Than the chaos of, you know, living in California, quite frankly. No shade to all of you who live in California. But for me, even as a California girl, I was like, mm, my piece is likely going to be elsewhere because that's money that I need to redirect to things that matter more. That was just how I personally felt. You know, I've said no to some things. I've said no to many things in order to say yes to my peace, right? Like there are definitely... You know, I mean, there's cars my husband's wanted, you know, over the year. Um, it's so funny. I didn't say we. I said my husband's wanted. So it's almost like I threw Gerald under the bus. But y'all know Gerald. If you follow me on Instagram, you already know what I'm dealing with there. Right? <laughs> but we've said no to different things in order to just say yes to the bigger picture. And, and you know, I don't know what the sacrifice is going to look like for you. It's different for all of us. Thankfully, I'm I'm personally not a person that's really into a lot of stuff. Now, whenever I say that, there's inevitably someone who sees me out and about and they're like, oh, but you have a Chanel bag and you said you're not into stuff. Listen, I never said I don't have nice things. What I mean is nice things don't have me. I don't make decisions based on, oh, can I go buy this nice thing? And most of the things I have are usually gifts from my husband, right? But what I'm saying is for me, I would not value a $10,000 purse personally over several months of being able to pay for someone to clean my house. Mm -mm, I don't need a purse that bad. (laughs) I'm willing to sacrifice the purse for all the hours I get back when I don't have to do such tasks myself. That's how I look at it. So I'm always looking at you know, the trade-off, the trade-off, like, is this really worth it? And one of my friends, my good girlfriends, Randy Harvey is a friend of the show and her twin sister, Carly Harvey Raymond, they're two of my best girlfriends. And they got this from another friend who I don't know personally, but they always talk about some people are just programmed for less. And I think that's really true. Like we don't realize it, but if you are listening to this whole thing and it is really irking you and it's making you go, I can't afford it. There's no way. I'm not going to, you know, pay $8 for someone to buy my groceries when I can go and I'm, that's programming. Somewhere along the way, you were taught to live in a scarcity mindset. And until you break free of that, you'll never experience true abundance. Because the truth is, you have more than enough ability and capacity and brilliance to recreate that $8 on Instacart or that $85 for a housekeeper from one of these apps here and there. You have more than enough to replace that and then some over and over again. But at some point, you have to make a decision that you're worth it that it's worth it and that your peace is the priority. Your ability to rest is the priority. Your purpose is worth no longer settling for distractions of things that really in the big scheme of things if they if you don't even enjoy it don't matter to you. Then when it's all said and done and you look back over your life, are you going to really be excited that you did any number of these activities. I went to the dry cleaner every week for my family. Is that what you're going to be proud of? Probably not. And like I said earlier, I don't know what it is for you. I believe everyone has something. But I'm going to push and encourage you to get outside that box, that programming, that setting, that would keep you playing small, I'm going to challenge you to start to invest in your aspirational reality, whether that's in your personal life or your professional life. And if you need more details about, you know, the aspirational reality piece, it's all in the book and redefine wealth for yourself. But I'm going to challenge you to put yourself in some of these places, in some of these experiences that truly honor you and serve you and help you to experience the peace that you desire. It doesn't happen overnight, but it does begin with a decision. And you get to decide today, are you going to join me and pay for your peace? I don't care what you choose. And I'd really love to hear what you choose. So you can tag me in social media. We can talk about it in the free Redefining Wealth Facebook group. I would love to hear what you choose. But what Piece of peace, like what tiny piece of peace are you willing to invest in so that you can scale your joy and have that experience of abundance? Like, wow, I did that. I did something for me. I did something that freed up my time. I did something that took something undesirable off my plate. And, you know, also in the process was a blessing to someone else who desires to do that. And I feel great and I feel good. And now I, you know, had some time to think and I have clarity and I can go and do the things that I'm being called to do without feeling guilty, without feeling shame, without feeling embarrassment, without feeling judgment. What's the one thing you're going to try? I would love to hear from you. And I really do hope that this episode was a blessing I hope it was a blessing and I hope that you believe because I truly believe that you can start wherever you are. I don't care how tiny it is. I don't care how tiny it is. And the truth is, as I think about it, many of you have already experienced it. If you've ever used Postmates or Uber Eats or any of these food delivery apps, you get to look at this in the same way. You paid for peace. You didn't have to go stand in line. You didn't have to wait for the order. You didn't have to fight traffic and you still got to get the food that you wanted. There was peace involved with that, but now how do we make it more strategic around other parts of your life? That's what I want you to think about, and I really do hope that this episode was a blessing to you. Um, so let's talk about it in social media. You can find me at Seek Wisdom PCW on Instagram. Tag me, talk to me, let me know how you feel. Um, and until until next time, I just want to see you live your life's purpose, find fulfillment and earn more without ever chasing money. Talk to you later.